Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Haggerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women-identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female-identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today is Dr. Karen Robinson, Interim Assistant Dean for Graduate Programs and Associate Professor for the College of Nursing. Welcome, Dr. Karen. What's the story you want to share with us today? Well, good morning. Thank you, Sheena, for having me today. The story I want to share is just a little bit about my journey to where I am now. I am an African-American woman who identifies herself as she, her, and hers, um, born and raised in Gary, Indiana, and growing up in a predominantly urban African-American environment. I would have never thought that I would end up here at, at Marquette at a predominantly white institution, but I believe that God has a purpose for us all and things just don't happen by, by chance. And so the short gist of how I arrived at Marquette um, as a 17-year-old freshman from Gary. Um, I had a teacher in high school who was an alum of Marquette who wanted to bring some students to her alma mater for a visit. And I fell in love with the nursing program. It was a direct admit program. But however, when I saw the cost of Marquette, I felt it was unattainable. Being from a low-income um, family would be first generation. I didn't believe that having a Marquette education was for me. And I was introduced to Educational Opportunity Program, otherwise known as EOP. And through EOP, I was able to attend Marquette. So I am an alum. Um, I graduated um, with my Bachelor's Science of Nursing in 1997. I was a student athlete. I ran track. And I also worked at the rec center and the recplex. So I, I literally have grown up at Marquette. I went on to earn my master's degree in nurse midwifery at Marquette. And in 2010, earned my PhD in nursing also at Marquette. So three-time alum. And um, now I am um, in this interim role as assistant dean for the graduate programs. I earned tenure, becoming the first African-American woman or person in the College of Nursing to earn tenure. So it's a blessing, but also long, long overdue. And so um, that's where I am and that's why I'm here. How has your identity really informed the choices that you've made and the paths that you've taken? I have always been cognizant that I am a black person. Growing up with parents who were born and raised in the Deep South during segregation, our identity was always forefront with us when our parents were teaching us about who we are, where we come from, the struggles that um, our people have gone through and how they want us to 
to be better, that folks fought for us to do better. And education was one of those key ways that they saw that we could do better and be better. And so then you add on being a woman. So now African-American woman being a black woman and the struggles that come with that. Also, the perks and the promises that come with that as well has always been something that um has been forefront for me that being in nursing school and not seeing anyone that looks like me in my classrooms, having one African-American professor throughout my entire education at Marquette was always up front, front and center, that there were, were no role models for me. And so I think slowly but surely that started to become more prominent to me that Here's your purpose. Here's what you you need to be a role model. You need to give back to this university to help diversify, to help young African-American girls or even just girls of, of color understand that they, too, can obtain this path, that this is attainable and that I came from the same place that you all came from, that I had, you know, working parents that worked. My dad worked in a railroad. My mother worked for a glass factory, you know, so hardworking parents who didn't have college degrees, that here is someone who literally has sat in these Marquette seats and has, quote unquote, made it right that she has has attained that so it's it's always forefront my research is looking at african-american women maternal mortality and looking at breastfeeding disparities because there are those things are specific to me those are women that look like me that have those experiences and how can we change this healthcare trajectory that that black women are on or that we are are faced with. So it's it's always an important part of decisions that I make that I am representing not only a race but a specific gender associated with that race. When we were talking prior to this interview, I'd shared with you, I I had a friend who went through the College of Nursing back in the late 70s, early 80s, and she was told that she would never complete the program. And I believe you had a similar experience um, when you were coming through in the 90s. How has the College of Nursing changed or adjusted or sort of reorganized itself to be more inclusive? This is one of those things that I'm most proud of, of the College of Nursing, that there is so much change and so much acknowledgement of that we haven't done for our students of color, that we don't have enough students of color because healthcare has been shown to be better when folks receive care from people that look like them, right? And so that has been evidence-based and the College of Nursing has really recognized the need for recruitment, retention, and matriculation and what that entails and that students of color have other supports that they need outside of academics, that you can have students who are at the top of their classes, but if they come into an environment that's not inclusive, that's not welcoming, that they feel outcasted or that, you know, they, they're singled out because we're talking about African-Americans, that those things play a crucial part in a student's success. And so what we have um, done in the College of Nursing, and this is kind of where I started to get my foot in the door as an instructor. Our 
previous dean, Dr. Janet Kretschy, applied for a HRSA grant for improving workforce diversity. And so that was the first step in the college recognizing that, hey, we need some support in order to really make a change for students of colors to even want to attend the College of Nursing, attend Marquette, and then what do we do? How do we support them um, in those endeavors? And so this grant has been going on, oh, I think since 2007 that we have been getting funded, refunded for that. And it's titled Project Beyond. And so now we're at Project Beyond 2. And this is an infrastructure within the College of Nursing to for student success. And they offer um, some financial support, tutoring, mentoring, peer mentoring, mentoring with um, nurses of color through National Black Nurses Association, the National Hispanic Nurses Association, so that students have not only peer-to-peer mentoring, but they also have professional mentoring as well. We have counselors um, within the College of Nursing that are specific to Project Beyond students, and these students are first-generation students, low-income students who have self-identified themselves as such, where they receive additional support, that they can come in and just kind of talk about things that are going on at home or things that, you know, how are they adjusting? So they have this, they have a go-to person. And so that's one of the biggest things that we've done in the College of Nursing is Project Beyond 2. But it needs to be not on soft money. We need to, you know, we, the College of Nursing, the university needs to make a hard commitment to keep this program running because the success rates for it has really been been shown and proven. We also have in 2020, you know, with the pandemic going on, you know, the other pandemic that has always been gone on, racism and police brutality and just those things have come, came to the forefront and we really um, stepped up. We created a diversity statement that is now posted front and center in the College of Nursing. It's on our website. And just really acknowledging that students are dealing with this and we need to talk about these things in our classrooms. And so having um, workshops and seminars for faculty to help better prepare us to be able to have those conversations with students and not avoid them is really crucial. And those things were not happening when I was was in school. Probably not even acknowledged. Right. Switching gears just a little bit, in what ways um, does the theme of the mural project resonate for you? It shows the commonality that women of color have and supporting. And that's what we need, support. We need to support one another. And because we do have shared experiences and to have that mural painted was, again, another another change and step in the right direction for, for our university because it does symbolize the acknowledgement of women of color on this campus and the impacts that we make throughout the campus in our various, various roles. And it just shows solidarity. And, and I think that that has always been important and that we support each other, uplift each other. And now it's front and center. How has Marquette impacted women of color on this campus? And what are the ways in which Marquette has impacted you? You know, like I said, Marquette has been a part of my my life since 
age 17 and I'm well past 17 now. <laughs> and um, so I've, I've had highs and lows and I, and I will say, fortunately, I've had more highs than, than I've had lows. I've had supportive individuals who saw potential in me and, and wanted to, to nurture that and to mentor that. Um, and these weren't always women of color because there wasn't that many of us there. Like I said, there was one faculty of color that I had in all of my degrees. But when I think about my EOP family, when I think about the Sandy Robinsons, and when I think about the late Jackie and, you know, all, all of these other folks around me that were were there to support because, you know, Gary isn't far, but it's far enough when you don't have funds to go home. Um, who's there to to be that 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 mother, to be that support person. And so I feel that those women of color that I that I've had the experience of of being with really influenced me and really was part of the reasons why I wanted to come back and give back to continue to make change and to continue to make progress. As far as the university as a whole, you know, I think the progress is still moving. Um, not not exactly where we want it to be, but I know that there are um, faculty of color, um, women of color in just about every college. We're still not all tenured yet, but um, I hope that that process is, is moving forward. I know that I have colleagues in the College of Nursing who are on the tenure track who I believe are going to be very successful. And so I think that that path is moving forward. We also have amazing staff throughout the university, uh, names that come to mind, John Ray Stowers. When I think about Dr. Joy Crear, uh, Demetria Anderson, all of these women who are impacting the university at different levels through admissions, through diversity and inclusion initiatives within within the university. I think that we are are making making strides. When I think of Jackie Black and the whole HSI, Terry Garcia, I continue to go on when I think about folks of color, women of color who are making an impact on, on the campus. Well, just to extend that a little bit, who are the women of color that have inspired you, um, either on campus, off campus, historically? I would always start with my mother and my, my grandmother who were um, always God-fearing, hardworking women who instilled in us to to strive and use the gifts and the talents that God has has blessed you with. My mother always talked about being that you're beautiful, that that black is beautiful, that that your features are are beautiful and to be proud of that and to to make sure that when you have a daughter that she is proud of of who she is and where she's she's come from and that you know the struggle wasn't in vain. When I think about pioneers in nursing, my good friend Dr. Uh, Dora Clayton Jones at a at an event talked about Mary Seacole, you know, and these are names that we we don't hear during black history or 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 any time, but these are pioneers that paved the way when we think about um, the whole National Black Nurses Association, an association, again, that was created like most of our associations because we weren't allowed into the the American Nurses Association. And so what these organizations have done for us as a profession has been inspiring. When I think about Dr. Sandra Underwood, who is a professor, a nursing professor at UWM, who has 
always been a mentor. And she, I, I don't think there's a nurse in the city of Milwaukee who would not um, acknowledge Dr. Sandra Underwood um, and her contributions in being a, a leader and a, and a role model. When I think about uh, Veda Lindsay in, in the um, law school, and these are people who may not even know that they have been influences, being tenured, for one of the first tenured African-American woman on the campus, right, or, or close to or maybe just in the law school and just the strides and the struggles that I would imagine she has had to endure to reach the level which she deserves. And so, you know, you could just go on. And my students, when I have students of color, um, whether they are African-American or Latina, when they come up and say, wow, when I saw your name and I looked it up and I was like, oh, wow, they inspire me. To, to continue to do what I'm doing because it proves, you know, that is my purpose, to be there to show them to that there are people that look like them who can who can stand in front of the class and to educate the the next wave of of nurses and to add that extra piece of thinking holistically and thinking about racism and thinking about biases and acknowledging that we have them and how does that impact the care that I'm going to give this individual whose morals, whose identity, whose you fill in the blank does not align with mine, right? And so I just have a passion for it. And and I think that those women that I had have mentioned have had some influence on that indirectly or directly. Yeah, I think it was Dr. Phoebe Robinson, though, okay. who was the first um, tenured in the okay, law school. There you go. I want to make sure she gets her props. Right, right, right. We probably need to interview her. What role has vulnerability played in your own story? I think I would use more marginalization, you know, being on those on the outskirts um, as as an undergrad student who, again, was one of of two black um, folks who graduated being marginalized. It was stressful. It was it was hurtful. But again, that upbringing and that preparation that I wasn't surprised because I was prepped that you're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to do more. Like I said, I wasn't surprised, but it was a motivator to being a marginalized um, student as, a, as an undergrad. And then in the workforce, you know, I can remember my first nursing job on labor and delivery, and I'm taking care of a patient during, you know, her labor. And the physician comes in and he says, go get the nurse. And the patient looks at me like, well, who have you been? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I have the big RN there and, you know, had to say, I am the nurse. And, and then because the expectation or what the thought was is that people that look like me were the custodial folks or dietary, that I, I could not have been the one who's caring for this high risk pregnant patient. Being marginalized has fueled motivation. It it has fueled me to prove you wrong, right? Those those folks that said that I, I shouldn't be because of a bad exam or, you know, that I didn't do as well in 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 one course or two that maybe nursing isn't for you. You know, it always made me think, do you tell all the students that or is it just the students that look like me? that or 
where was the how can I help you or what do you think went wrong? There was never any of those conversations, which we do a great job now of having those conversations with students to what what's going on, what those types of deals. It was just, nope, not for you. Or this is what I thought. Marginalization has fueled motivation for me and that we change the the mindset that students of color that we're not deficits. If we are admitted to your program that somehow we got in off of something else, right? That our that our criteria, that our standards have been lowered and we have to change that mindsets because we are bright, we are worthy um, and deserving of of admission just like our, our white counterparts. What impact do you hope to have on women of color, not only those coming behind you, but maybe those who've already gone before you? Perseverance. I, I, I hope to, to be an example of, of perseverance. A young girl who came from, from Gary, Indiana, Steel Mills City, to a predominantly white institution who was a student athlete who went on and earned her terminal degrees at the same institution, perseverance and pride and having, you know, I've never felt that I have not acknowledged or, de- or, or denied my identity so that I can gain whatever. It's, it's like you're going to take Karen as this African-American woman from Gary, Indiana, and you're going to accept all that comes with. And so I hope to be a role model or inspiration that that it can happen, that if, if this is your purpose, if this is your path, that there will be obstacles, but you can overcome them and you can you can push past them. You can um, and educate folks along the way. You know, and I think that that's um, what I have become more comfortable doing, um, educating colleagues, educating students and not not holding back, Um, you know, because there is a time period, you know, where you're not sure you're testing the waters. And, you know, again, like I said, I've grown up here and and now it's more it's more comfortable. I'll have these conversations with any and everyone, because if we don't, then things don't change. Right. If we if we don't push people to acknowledge the wrongs that have been done and now let's work towards the solutions and not let's just sit in that. But how do we make it better? How do we make it better for the next generation? If we're trying to increase diversity, we don't want to just bring diverse students to the university with no support, no no sense of belonging or inclusion. So how do we do that? And I I think that I have over the years have become more vocal or been more of a presence in someone who is a champion for for that. What are your hopes for the future? Not only just in general, but for yourself, for Marquette? I'll start with Marquette. I think that that's easier than for myself, um, weirdly. I hope that we truly continue to move in a more swifter fashion towards our mission of of social justice. I really hope that we start to embrace that piece of our mission in everything that we do. When we are 
these the strategic um, goals and all of these things that they really are rooted in that social justice piece and what does that mean, right? And and clearly identifying that in all aspects of, of the university. Of course, I would want more diversity, diversity in our faculty, in our staff, tenured faculty, staff positions at all levels, and diversity not just in, in race and ethnicity, but also in gender and um, sexual preferences, you know, just really a diverse university. Because when our faculty, staff, administrators are diverse, students can see that now. Right. And that, again, that those those dreams, those goals seem obtainable because they see someone that looks like them, that they can identify with in those positions. And so until we are able to increase those numbers and provide support, inclusivity and belonging is still going to be a challenge. To close us out a little bit. What would you like our community to know about you and your journey? First of all, I'm a proud Marquette alum, um, times three. I'm a proud EOP alum. Um, I'm a proud African-American nursing professor who has a passion for her um, profession, um, who has a passion to change healthcare for black women and their babies, who has a passion for changing education for students of color in, in predominantly white institutions and so that where they feel that they belong, that we can at one point erase that, that PWI term, right? That, there, that, that universities will just be universities because the makeup will be as such that it's not a predominantly white institution anymore, right? That it is, it is an institution of education for, for all. And so it's just a champion for change, a champion for change, a champion for social justice, a champion for equity um, in all aspects. Hopefully a role model to some like those who have been for me and an inspiration. Again, I believe that, you know, Jesus Christ has a has a purpose for us all. And um, I'm trying to walk in in my purpose and my path. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen Robinson, Marquette University College of Nursing. Thank you for having me, Shane. Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that we're sisters podcast and the mural project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project.